0: You are listening to episode 15 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Equipping ELLs. We all know the power behind building a positive homeschool connection, but how is that possible when the parents might not speak the same language as you? In today's episode, I'll be sharing some tips and tricks to help build those connections and help the families of your English language learners feel welcome in your classroom and school. All right, now let's get to the show. Now, you might be surprised to hear this, but this podcast episode today comes from the perspective of my experience as being a parent of a second language learner. Now, you might be questioning how that's possible because I speak English as my first language. But here we live in Panama City, Panama, where the language is Spanish. And from a young age, we've sent our children to... Spanish speaking preschools. And so when our older daughter was three, she went into the local preschool that was right down the street from where we lived. And we were the only American family in that preschool. We were the only English speaking family in that preschool. And it was an incredible experience. Isabella learned a lot of Spanish. We made good friends. We loved it. The teachers were great, but it was really hard to be in those shoes of a parent that didn't speak the native language and to feel what parents of our ELLs feel like of just how uncomfortable it can feel when you might not understand exactly what's going on or what the expectation as a parent. I know the week that she was the star student, they sent home, you know, a brief kind of outline of what we should be doing each day and I got really stressed and anxious about this of, am I understanding? Is it, am I supposed to bring in a big poster and door decoration for her star student week? Or am I misunderstanding that? And so as a parent of an ELL, you question everything that comes home because you're not sure if you're understanding it correctly. And the last thing you want to do is send your child to school with the wrong thing. And so this has been... It's been a growing experience. Our younger daughter still goes to a Spanish preschool and so we're still in the same situation. My Spanish is still about the same level. So I understand a lot, and that's why a lot of the times the teachers will continue to speak really fast to me. and I miss some comprehension and then it makes me doubt that I understood what I'm supposed to be doing. And so this is why I want to share this episode with you because even if you have parents of ELs who speak English, They still might feel uncomfortable and awkward or doubtful that they are understanding the expectations that are set in your classroom. And parents want to help. They want to help support the students. They want to help support you with their children. But a lot of times there just comes that, that fear of misunderstanding. And so there's some really simple and easy ways that you can help and do, you know, take one step further to make sure that you're reaching out and building that bridge and saying, Hey, I'm here to help. If you, you know, if I send something home and you have questions about it, reach out right away. I'm here to help. When you have that relationship with the parents, they are going to be able to just quickly clarify. And that's where our, where our daughter is at now. I have that relationship with the parents and the, or with the teacher and the director. And I feel really confident now to say, you know, is this what you want? Am I supposed to be bringing two shoes? how do I log into this app again? Can you tell me what my password is all in Spanish? Because they've been very sweet and very welcoming to questions that I've had. And they haven't made me feel like, don't you get it by now? <laughs> I feel like I am not understanding. And so that is so helpful to build that bridge and show them that you are there to help clear up any misunderstandings, answer any questions that they have so that they can support as best as they can what you're doing in the classroom at home. So today we're going to talk about three different ways that you can help engage your parents of your ELLs. The first thing is what I just said. It's to create an environment where they feel comfortable asking questions or telling you they don't understand. When you set that from the beginning, that is going to help them know this teacher is there to help me and I'm not being annoying to that teacher, or, you know, a lot of us just know how busy teachers are. So we don't want to add something else in their plate to try to clarify this. If I have a question, but if you set that from the start and say, I'm here to help with whatever you need, they're going to feel that they're going to know that you're a safe person to go to, to ask for clarification on papers that come home or upcoming field trips or projects in the class. All of those things are so important for that parent to have somebody to go to, to ask for clarification. Now, if the parents don't speak English and you don't speak their native language, there are a lot of things you can still do. Anything that goes home, if you can translate it, if you have things in somebody in your school that can translate it, that is always helpful. So when you send things home or emails, try to have it translated. If you can't have it translated, even just having visuals, On that sheet that's going home is a helpful way for parents to check in and quickly kind of understand the idea, the gist of what that paper is about. Even having things like a calendar of events for the month and highlighting the calendar, the days that their students need to be aware of is very helpful for parents at ELLs, especially when they have more than one child. Keeping all of those different things straight In a language that they're not very confident in is very overwhelming. So if you're the ESL teacher, you know, see if you can find a way to maybe talk if they have three children, compile from those three classes one page of what's going on and what they need to know about their three children's activities that are coming up. You know, different field trips, different assemblies, things like that, that the parent should be aware of and put it all on one document. That's going to help that parent just Clearly know here's what I need to go to, and I'm not shuffling through fifty different pages and trying to figure out what my first grader is doing and what my fourth graders is doing, what my sixth graders' doing and getting very overwhelmed. So obviously if it's e- the children are in the same school, that would be the easiest to do that. but just doing those small little simple things can really go a long way into helping build that positive homeschool connection. The second thing, is to work with other teachers and staff or other people in the community to host trainings. This could be virtual or it could be in person and doing trainings that help parents adjust to their new community. So think of if you move to a new country and you didn't know the language, what types of things would be helpful to you? Something, a training as simple as, you know, going to the doctor and how to ask if you're feeling sick or you have pain, giving even the parents those survival words that we give our students, those survival phrases, doing a training on that. Something else would be doing a training about getting a library card or see if somebody from the local library can come and help parents and families sign up for library cards right there. Because I know here in Panama, there are not public libraries. So that's not something that people would be familiar with from, you know, I don't know what other countries look like, but what an amazing opportunity to show new families what libraries are, that they have this opportunity to go and check out all these different books in their native language that they can be reading at home. So doing a, something, if you can connect with the local library and have them do a training, you might be able to connect with the social worker in your school and talk about different places in the community that they can go to, to get help If they need assistance with finding jobs or getting food or clothing, things like that. So piling those, all of those different ways to help that family adjust to their new community is really crucial. Another training that you could do, and this might be for families who've been, you know, in the community for a while, could be for tips for reading at home with their students or the importance of maintaining their native language at home. Again, parents want to help their children and they want to help support what's going on in the school. And so sadly, a lot of these parents of ELLs think that if they only let their children speak English at home, that's going to help them learn English faster. And really, that's the opposite of what we want for them. Then We want them to keep up their native language at home because when they have a stronger foundation in their native language, it helps them when they're learning English. But if parents don't know that, then they're going to, they might do the opposite And so that's a great opportunity for you to host a training on why it's so important that they continue to speak their native language at home, that they read books in their native language at home, how to do that. And so that you instill also with those parents through that training, that you appreciate what they bring into your school, that you appreciate what they're doing in their kids lives and that you want their their culture to be appreciated. And you want them to continue to speak their native language and bring in their culture to their children. Now, I recently saw by Larry Ferlazzo, he posted about this new app that Google is coming out with. And I think it's in just the beta stages right now, but it's called Aloud, A-L-O-U-D. I would check this out because it looks amazing. What it does is it dubs your trainings in a variety of different languages and they're adding more languages. So, this would be a game changer for any trainings that you're doing to people to reach a population of all the students and parents in your school. So, let's say you're doing one of those trainings of you're working with the reading specialist and you want to do a training on tips for reading at home with their students. And you have, you know, maybe eight different languages spoken. So it would be really hard to get a translator to do all those different languages. And so what you can do with this new app by Google called Aloud is you can do the training, you can record it virtually. And when you put it into the app, it will then automatically dub your voice into the native language that you choose. And there's a lot of languages already, and I know they're adding more. And so imagine how powerful that could be to be able to send home trainings to these parents that they could watch on their own time and that they're in their native language. So check that out because I think that could really open up the door to a lot of different ways that we can connect with parents who don't speak English, but to not add a lot onto your plate. So you can quickly and easily dub that video that you created over into however many languages as you need for depending on your student population. So Check that out aloud by Google. And then the last tip is to find ways for your parents of ELLs to come and share with the class about their culture, about maybe their experience of what it was like to live in their country if they've recently come, if they feel comfortable, of course, or to host a multicultural night at your school. I had the incredible opportunity of working at an international school here in Panama And it was filled with students from all over the world. And it was an incredible experience to be able to see this cultural melting pot, but still have such appreciation for each individual culture. And every year, one of the best times of the year was when we did a school-wide international fair. And you would know why this was the best time of the year, because these parents would go all out the parents from Holland would have cheese brought in and they'd have Stroop waffles, which is my favorite dessert. And then we'd have authentic Indian food that would just smell so good up and down the hallway. And then we'd have the Venezuelans would decorate with all the colors of their country. And they would have arepas that they would, they would have available for people to try. And we had, I think it was probably over 25 different countries represented it. And all in the hallways, the parents would be involved at setting it up. They would have to sign up. They would work with the other parents. And it was truly an international fair that was so remarkable to get to learn about these different cultures and what was custom to them. And so doing something like that, that's a school wide activity, you can really help spark the interest in those parents. And help them feel included and welcomed into your school, into your classroom. And that's what we want. We want them to feel welcomed. We want them to, we want to offer opportunities for them to share what they want about their culture, about their experience. Now, just a reminder that your job is to offer the opportunities. Keep in mind that parents might be working multiple jobs or have young kids at home without babysitters. So be careful not to judge their involvement from what you are used to. If parents can't make it, that's okay. If you offer it though, then that's all you have to do. You're providing them different opportunities to get involved. And again, finding ways that if you host a cultural fair and it didn't go that well, then maybe finding ways that you can send home a virtual training video that's dubbed over in their language, you know, through email, maybe that's a better way to connect with them. Or using an app like Talking Points, which is a fantastic app that helps translate everything right to their phone of what's going on. Helps you to check in with the parents. And a lot of parents, maybe that's the best way to communicate with them is through messaging through their phone. So try different things, find different ways and see what really connects with the parents that you're working with. Because I promise you, those little steps will make a big impact in showing how much you care about their child and how much you care about their whole family by wanting them to feel connected and a part of your school community. Now, keep in mind in many cultures, parents trust the teachers and trust what they are doing. So they don't get very involved. So don't take that as that they don't want to be involved. It's just a different cultural view of the parent teacher relationship. But helping parents to see that you desire their involvement and are there to help them will have positive effects on your student and their family. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then. Take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.